This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live in our third location in as many weeks, or maybe four weeks, I forget. Yeah. I am Dan Selke of WinnersComing.net, and you are? Mia Johnson from Fansighted.com. <laughs> and we are talking about all things Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, fantasy, sci-fi, genre, fiction, all that good stuff. And today we are not live because... Um, a, 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 the the studio is still being set up. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll be back soon. And B, we just have to do it a little early because... Um, there's, there's been going on a little late that we can't do it at a normal time, but um, we back with that very soon, but we can still chat yes. about all things interesting. Yeah. And then we should start with David Benioff, Dan Weiss, Game of Thrones showrunners. Our two favorite people. I mean, they're my favorite people. <laughs> oh, hey. You know what? This is a weird phenomenon. Yeah. I think it's just like something that, just, that I just kind of do, mm-hmm. that when there's, I can't help sympathizing with people who are piled on. I just can't. Yeah, not do it. Yeah, I see. It's for me. I don't know if it's my personality, but as much as I like, sometimes like have backlash or I'm like, oh, these people are bad or whatever. It's still like if I were to meet them face to face, I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I didn't. <laughs> everything I, I said or tweeted, just I like, didn't mean. <laughs> like, like it's weird because like I do just I do have a lot of criticisms of what they did, but like I I can't help it. Like when yeah. someone starts to get piled on, my sympathies just go to them. Yeah. Um. Anyway. They gave their first interview since the end of the show. Um, they've been notably silent since, uh, you know, this, this the, the Game of Thrones, the show, the Game of Thrones, has ended. Yeah. Which I think, folk, you know, they've noticed. Mm. You know, like a lot of the recalls of like, why aren't they talking? They may have. Did you know that HBO may or may not have removed the final, like, inside the episode segment for the series finale? Like, oh. after every episode, they always aired, like, a little documentary about, like, talking about the episode and where Ben Aaron Weiss talked. Yeah. And they didn't have one for the last episode. And there's nothing proven, but, like, the theory kind of is. <laughs> the they may have, like, they may have, like, pulled it after. Because the back is just, like, kind of really picking up steam then. Oh. So maybe they, I don't know, maybe they thought they the said something conspiracy. was controversial. I don't. I mean, I think people would want to see it anyway. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see it. But <laughs> maybe it didn't exist. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, they gave their first talk ever uh, wow. for a Japanese television group called uh, Star Channel. Oh, wow. So, so it, yeah, it, it, it's pretty far away. Very obscure. They're like, oh, nobody finds this. And yet. <laughs> Which, of course, they did. I mean. Um, and... It, I think the most interesting thing about it is honestly that they didn't really answer any hard questions. Mm. But what they did say, a couple of things. They talked about, you know, 
you know, when they knew the show was a hit, when they saw a Northern Irish customs guy reading the books, like, oh, that's nice. They talked about how much they love the scene where Jamie Lannister knights Brienne of Tarth. Okay. Which is like, you know, I think everybody loved that scene. That's yeah, like the uncontroversial yeah. pick, scene to pick. They talked about the coffee cup for a minute, the infamous coffee cup. Um, just saying, like, we were concentrating so much on Daenerys and Jon Snow that we just didn't see this coffee cup right there in the middle. So at first I couldn't believe it. And then it was kind of an embarrassment because... How do we not see this coffee cup in the middle of the shot? And eventually, it was just kind of funny. This one was just a mistake. And it's kind of funny to us now. Yeah. Which, by the way, it, it, what, look, like stuff like that does happen. It's exactly, like earlier yeah. in the show, like there, you can see cars in the back of like Bravo scenes. <laughs> like, look, like, yeah. it, it just happens, man. Yeah, like, yeah it happens. It's funny. It's, to me, I'm not going to rate them for that. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I, I feel like it became like a symbol of like <laughs> the the actual backlash, like people Ooh, were, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I I completely think that like people were mad about what was happening on the show, mm-hmm. and like the coffee cup thing blew up because yeah. I don't know, um, what do you call it? Projection, sublimation. Yeah, just just channeling all our energy through that one coffee cup. And it's like, and on top of everything, yeah. <laughs> the coffee. Yeah, there's cup. coffee. You couldn't pick up the coffee. <laughs> and finally, talked about the uh, record thirty-two Emmy nominations. With Weiss, in my opinion, I think mm. Bull pooping his way through this. At least in my mind, I thought that the previous season would have been the peak and that we would have ended up with maybe a couple less at best. I felt very happy for all of our team of people, all the actors and all the crew recognized. Each made us really feel proud of them, happy for them. Because we know firsthand how hard they work. We saw it every day for many years. I mean, that's all nice. Yeah. I kind of think saying like, oh, I'm so surprised we got so many. Whatever, man. It's Game of Thrones. You yeah, you wanted that recognition. <laughs> so, like, honestly, all that is like not anything amazing. Mm-hmm. My question to you, I think the more interesting thing is, should somebody, if they have an interview with these two, like hold their feet to the fire and ask them the question? I think most fans actually want answered, which is, yeah. how do you feel about the very intense backlash to the final episode. Some people did not like the way it ended because they did not ask that. These were complete softball questions, which is fine. I mean, like it's not on star channel to ask anyone anything, (laughs) but do you think it's a question that should be posed to them? You know, I think this is the type of journalistic integrity sort of thing where (laughs) it, I, I don't know. I feel like it would have to be done by something big, not to say like it's a huge scandal, I'm thinking like Diane Sawyer type interview. No, that would be awesome. <laughs> because I feel like you really need someone who is going to be they able to cry. pin them. D- <laughs> I was going to say pin them down, you know, and not in a way like put them in the spotlight, but in a way where it's like, okay, we know that the focus is on us in this season. Like if they're with, you know, whatever outlet that was. Star it, channel. Yeah. They're going to, you know, sort of dance around the questions and in an intense interview with, I don't know, Lester Holt or somebody. <laughs> You're going really big. <laughs> Maybe that's what I want. But, like, I just feel like otherwise it's going to slip through the cracks and they're going to just try to weasel their way out of it as usual. I, I mean, uh, okay, I, I'm, I'll, I, I will take issue with that language. I don't think they're weaseling their way out. I think the, the my issue with that is, like, you know, Lester Holt, Gail King, Diane Sawyer. Like, you know... I'm not sure this rises to the seriousness that that kind of interview requires. Like, they're talking about Brexit. They're talking about the border wall. Maybe like the entertainment, like, equivalent of those people. Yeah, like like a James Hibbard. (laughs) um, But, of course, I mean, 
this is a weird thing to say, but entertainment news is inherently kind of lower stakes. In a way, in and a like, way. At the end of the day, I mean, look, I, I, if they it, don't want to talk about it, I don't think they're going to And you know what this it. also, to me, is reminding me of is how with Avengers Endgame, how there are a lot of people, how Joe and Anthony Russo, the directors, went on this big tour and that movie came out what, like three or four? We're in September, and I'm still seeing articles about that movie. Oh, totally. It came out the same week as uh, yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. Long Night. And a lot of people now are <laughs> are like, just shut up already, please. The more you talk about really? it, the worse. Yeah, I've seen that a ton. Oh, I've seen that. it a ton. And so that's what I'm sort of fearing. It's like, are they, by being in the middle D&D, just like... It's like the appropriate amount of not saying too much, but also still giving a little bit of something. Whereas Russo Brothers, to me, I think, have gone overboard at this point. I didn't yeah. know that there was that feeling. Yeah. I mean, D&D just shut down pretty much. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess maybe they're, maybe this is the first salvo. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious if they did do more interviews. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to hear what they say, but I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath that there's going to be, yeah. like, I don't know. A heroic, serious entertainment <laughs> journalist. Does that even exist? Um, I'll do it. Come to... on this show and I'll do it. We're going to have the, you know, the spotlight and everything. Who's the good cop and who's the bad? And, and Joe Russo, speaking of uh, the Russos, yeah. I, I guess on this tour, mm-hmm. um, defended the penalties to Game of Thrones and said that he That's approved right. of all the choices and that, you know, he, he, he actually gave like a pretty interesting spiel about the nature of, you know, criticism in the world today with social mm-hmm. media and how it's just different than it used to be. Yeah. And, you know, you, you're, you're, you get this immediate reaction that you just didn't. Yeah. I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. And I think that goes along with something where to me, I feel like it creates sort of a culture where if something is like, yeah, you can find faults with something, but to the point where people are complaining so much that it almost makes you feel bad for liking it or for liking an aspect yeah, of it. And I've kind of felt that way because people have their, you know, thoughts about Game of Thrones or Avengers, but I I don't think that takes away from it still being something that, you know, people worked hard on and that people oh, still like. Absolutely. On the other hand, people did like. And so I think that's just one of the other side effects of this whole thing. And like I said, it's September and we're still like waging this for like how. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things just don't die on yeah. the nowadays. Yeah. But anyway, uh, turning to the next wave, we have some news about the Game of Thrones prequel, mm-hmm. a couple of casting announcements. Do you ever watch Vikings, Mia, on the History Vikings, Channel? Vikings, that, that does not sound like me at all. No? <laughs> are, are you not into, like, uh, kind of, like, the historical shows? No, gosh, I haven't watched History Channel in so long. Also, only because they all they do are I the... I think it's just history now. Oh, it's just... Oh, yeah. wow. See, that's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I mean, it's been. It's, but yeah, they they they. It's like a the Facebook. Get rid of the the cleaner. <laughs> That's what happened in history. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Well, what's going on with this? So uh, a cast member from um, Vikings. Uh, oh God, tagged Murphy, who played the character of Arn in the first season. Eye patch guy right there uh, was definitely in the Game of Thrones pilot. Yeah, the Game of Thrones prequel pilot. Ooh. And on his resume, or his uh, curriculum vitae, on his, like, uh, agent website, it, it listed it as Blood Moon. So, I feel like we're really getting close to an official <laughs> title here. Ooh, you know, they yeah. still won't confirm that. Like, no one's confirmed what it's called, the Game of Thrones oh, prequel yet. Oh, well, come on. Go like, hit with it. <laughs> Blood Moon's the leading contender. 
What do you think of that title, by the way? Cheryl was Cheryl was a fan. Blood Moon. It's definitely got a vibe. It's giving me vampire vibes. Totally. <laughs> For it's sure. It's got like a pulpy feel to it. Yeah. Which I'm not sure I love, but yeah. it is kind of fun. It is definitely fun. I won't say it's a bad title. Mm, we've got a lot of moons going on. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah, for and now. It might not be it. And George R. R. Martin, just the, the other wrinkles that he keeps calling it the long night and he won't stop calling oh, it the no. long night, which is, which is adorable. Oh, no. So this guy is in it. I'm sure he'll be fine. And also, we got a gentleman I just read in my hand because it just popped up before I came in yeah. here named John Sim from a show called Life on Mars. Ever heard of that? Life on, oh, yeah. Have you? Bear, it sounds familiar unless I'm thinking of like Veronica Mars and something else and it's just <laughs> melting into my brain. But what about it? It was a BBC show about like a cop um, it was, it was in 2006 and then he wakes up in 1973. Oh, well, I've never heard of the premise. Do that. I think it sounds pretty wow, good. Wow, yeah. But yeah. He's in the pilot too. Um, so the cast is ballooning. We also got, you know, Naomi Watts, Brenda Richardson, Alex Sharp, Sheila Atom, Marquise Rodriguez. Toby Regbo, Georgie Henley, Georgina Alice Campbell, Josh Whitehouse, Denise Go, Naomi Aki, and Ivano Jeremiah. Ew. Big old cast. And it, yeah. And we keep learning about more people. Um, do you like the fact that it's going to be an ensemble? Or do you mm. wish maybe they would um, winnow it down? I mean, for now, like all that sounds fine. And, and these are like actors. I, I trust that these are actors who know what they're doing. And I think yeah. the majority of them are British or at least a good hand or Australian or something or Australian. like that. Yeah. See, they are very tra- classically trained over there, yes. overseas and over the pond. So they know what they're doing. They're not going to make it. This isn't going to be trashy television, first no. of all, but it is called blood. Moon. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do have faith that they're going to the be show able to American. Yeah. Well, okay. Jane Goldman. So, but so were Benny off and wife. So was George Armand. Yeah. Yeah. So I think either way, like, whatever you can bring to the table and bring into the role. And that's what the cast of Game of Thrones gets so well, Um, which is interesting uh, because I'm taking like not acting, acting, I'm taking improv classes. So a little, I'll get into why this makes sense. We were doing (laughs) character work yesterday um, Mm -hmm. and we all worked on developing characters of our own. We did some scenes and then our instructor was like, why were these scenes so good? Why does it seem like all these people were paired up purposely, these random characters? And he said, it's because when you put two good characters in a scene, two strong characters in a scene, it mm. always works out in the end. It always oh, seems like yeah. it's planned. Or So I think as long as the characters are strong and well-written, um, I think it probably doesn't matter how many good people you have. It will just work itself out in the end. So <laughs> that was my cogent. professional learning. <laughs> I think Game of Thrones was an ensemble show, so it makes sense. They want to follow it up. Yeah. A little pop quiz quickly for you who's not live and you. Uh, Game of Thrones had only one prominent American in the cast. Do you know who it was? Ooh. Most of them were British or Danish or Australian or something. One of the main cast members was American. Only one, though. Like, it was a main person. It wasn't, like, a side character. Why is this not coming to me? Give me five seconds. It was Mr. Peter Dinklage. Was the only American in the cast. Okay, duh. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Was not thinking about... I had the other Lannisters. Right. Ah, that's right. Wow. And he he did okay. Yeah, he's still... His accent was always, like... It was like, it wasn't quite British. Yeah. And it wasn't, but it wasn't really American either. It's just it was, a Peter Dinklage. <laughs> I mean, it worked. It was fine. I, I never questioned it. Yeah. All right. Moving up beyond Game of Thrones, 
and Blood Moon or mm-hmm. Solace and Fire. Um, how do you feel about Batman? Oh my god. Are you interested in Batman? I am. I am. I mean, yeah, very important historical superhero. Yes. Um, one of the few characters in DC's lineup who has always brought in the meanie. Um, Ben Affleck has left the role. Batfleck. R.I.P. <laughs> and we now have a new gentleman uh, mm-hmm. stepping in, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson is the one yeah. I've been kind of passing around. Um, famous for the Twilight movies. Yeah. So we're getting closer to a new Batman movie. We always knew they were going to bring him back up again, just because mm-hmm. he's, he's always been such a draw. Um, we've known that Pattinson is doing it for a while. He just started to talk about more of like kind of how he's getting into it. Yeah. Just really quick. Um, are you a follower of the Batman? Have you seen yeah. the movies? Are you oh, in this character? All of them. Every single one of them since childhood. So I do love, okay. I do love Batman. So what is your opinion then of Robert Pattinson? You know what? This was one of those casting announcements where surprisingly I was like, I am all in for this. The Ben Affleck one, I was mm-hmm. like, and eh, it's okay. I, I honestly don't know. I was like, okay, 2019 Team Edward, 2019 Team Bruce. <laughs> it's like I am in for it 100%. Okay, cool. Yeah. I kind of am too, honestly. Like he built his reputation on like being kind of you know, moody and mysterious yeah. and shadowy, right? Yeah. I mean, sparkly, whatever. So I think, yeah, I think that kind of lends to it, too. Like, subconsciously, maybe that's what I was thinking yeah, about. Yeah, on your two. Um, he was just talking about it with uh, Variety and saying that, you know, there was some backlash. It, unexp- yeah. You know, unsurprisingly, yeah. there was a change at Orc Petition to get him taken off the role, which there's always one of those. Although he said, to be honest, it was less vitriolic than I was expecting. It's much more fun when you're an underdog. There's no expectation of you. Which I think... He seemed like a really good sport in the interview. Oh, yeah. One thing. Oh, he seemed yeah. like he has his good head and his shoulders. Yeah. You know, I, I, re- I respected him for, you know, after Twilight. You know, it wasn't that long ago when he was, like, the teen crush. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it really wasn't. That was, like, what, like, 10 years ago with yeah. the Twilight stuff? Yeah, yeah. And, like, he was huge. Yeah. But I, I thought it was smart of him after that to just completely go away from mainstream stuff. Yeah. Like, he didn't... Like, he, he talks, he talk, in the interview, he said that he had a meeting about doing a Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Wow. And he it didn't come to wow. anything. Yeah. Like, he totally could have gotten oh, yeah, into the sure. giant game back then yeah. if he wanted to. And I mean, he was all, well, this was a short stand coming off of Harry Potter as well as uh, Cedric Oh, Gary. right. I like, the about only that. Hufflepuff in the entire series. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, I guess he had a taste of those and Twilight was kind of... It was a movie. It was a set of movies. And I think he brought, there was something where he was talking about, like, he was, he wanted to be, like, silent during the movie. And he was, like, reading the books. And, like, this is how. Twilight? Yeah, like, like that. He Just giving off that brooding kind of figure. Yeah. The people who were directing it were like, no, 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 you have to be this and this and that. And so just, I don't know, just to me, when I was hearing that story, it was like, wow, he really took this pretty seriously. Like, we might, like, make fun of it and talk about how, like, cringy it is. It is, like, a really easy thing to make fun of. <laughs> yes. But I think he pivoted very nicely. He really did. And it's like 10 years later, I can appreciate that and say, okay, he really is a good actor. Yeah. Uh, and like, he proved himself. Like, I saw Cosmopolis. I saw yeah. Map of the Stars with David Cronenberg. Those are both pretty good. Ew, He's, like, yeah. good in them. And they're, like, smaller, weirder things. Yeah. I almost feel like I'm ready for him to come back and be, like, in a big blockbuster. Exactly. Exactly. I think we've had that, like, small little hiatus. Now we're ready for more. Robert Pat. <laughs> he also almost said something. This is interesting. In the, mm-hmm. in the interview, it said... Uh, 
This was sneaky of the interviewer, by the way. Um, they wrote that he made a comment about Joaquin Phoenix's Joker mm-hmm. and then asked that it be stricken from the interview and said that he wasn't used to avoiding spoilers. Ooh. Which, like, that's, that, that's like, on Variety's part, like, trying to have its cake and eat it, too. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we'll strike your comment. We're going to mention but that you asked us to strike it, which is basically, like, <laughs> admitting that you gave away something. Yeah. I wonder if he's hinting that they're going to, ver- like, kind of converge the... The movies, and you know, that would be point. interesting because from what I've like heard is that it's supposed to be like a standalone, like it doesn't really fit in the universe. It's just him telling like That's his own I've origin story. Too. Do you believe that for more than eight seconds? I think now, based off of what Variety wrote, it's a little mm-hmm. unbelievable. But at first, I, I honestly thought it was just kind of like a passion project. I'm like, sure, do it. <laughs> I did too. Um, because it's also guess, doing, like, the festival circuits and all that stuff. So I'm like, you know, when all, when do you really see, like, a comic book movie making it to this sort of thing? Yeah, you're right. It? So, you're yeah, right. that's also, that's what I wanted to add. <laughs> and it does look, like, very arty. I mean, obviously, for a yeah, superhero movie. Yeah. But I don't know. I wonder if it's too much to hope that there can <laughs> really be a standalone superhero movie in today. Yeah. I mean, come on. Everyone wants yeah, more if anything, universe. If anything, DC, because I think this is going to be a really great, I think it's going to be great. I've heard great reviews about it so Me far. Me too. I'm looking forward to it. Um, And so DC is like, okay, we've got a hit. And they might be like, let's try to milk it. <laughs> I mean, look, integrity lasts until you make some money and then it's gone. Is, is okay, kind of Okay, okay. So yeah, I, that, that, that's what I'm taking. I fully expect them to to merge now, or at least to try. Yeah, and though, but you know what? I think this is supposed to be that movie is supposed to be taking place in the past. The Joker. Um, it definitely has like a Scorsese mean streets. Yeah, I forgot how many vibe. like how many decades in the past. So it's like, will they want to set the new Batman in the past, or are they going to kind of like catch him up to if they were to merge the two films? That's just, or does he have like a time machine? Because comic what, book what, logic. What, what, what I think is like, where there's money and a will, there <laughs> is a way. Is <laughs> pretty much what I think. So I, I I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bet right now. That they are planning to merge. Ooh, all right. And finally, I, I th- th- this next last story is something that has kind of interested me because mm-hmm. I it's not like hugely popular. We get a couple, a couple other things, but so D twenty three Disney, as opposed to Warner Brothers making the Batman thing, mm-hmm. Disney is readying their giant superhero lineup for the yeah. next like thirty thousand years. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they're making a bunch of. Kind of limited series, as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. for Disney Plus streaming yeah. service. We got a Loki series. We got Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We got a show called What If, which is just yeah. like kind of alternate universe yeah. episodic thing, which yeah. would be fun. The one I was probably least interested in was a show called WandaVision, oh. which is about the Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen, mm-hmm. or Wanda, and... uh Vision, mm-hmm. played by Paul Bettany, yeah. who's the boring kind of cyborg flying robot, the, like the, the one that you forget from the Avengers movies. Yes. Am I right? Like he's he's not a popular one, is he? I suppose, yeah, not the most popular. I'm like, I'm not sure she's hugely popular either. She, she has her own fan base, but yeah, outside of it, they don't give her a lot of attention, unfortunately. And and that's kind of why when I heard like, oh great, a WandaVision show, I'm like fine, yeah, I guess. yeah. But I so they. They revealed some new stuff about it at D23, and suddenly it's my one I'm most interested Ooh, in. all right. Did you see this poster? I did. I got a good look at it. And I what zoomed in. What the hell in. is that? 
<laughs> so Wanda and Vision yeah. sitting in a 1950 style I Love Lucy but in color kind yes. of suburban area watching TV with the superhero shadows behind them. Yes. All of a sudden I'm like, what? Yeah. Well, yeah, you picked apart everything pretty much on that poster. It's got a lot of good Easter eggs in it. Does it? Like what? Well, the shadows were one. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then there's like a little, they were like, oh, in the shadow, there's a spot where his um, infinity stone used to be on his forehead. And it also looks like from right to left, it goes from black and white to color. I didn't know that So that's also something. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a very great poster to get you kind of like into it. It's concept art by Andy Park. And then they gave interviews to MTV News and Paul Bettany was like, it's avant-garde and weird and messed up. And Elizabeth Olsen said that they get to play around with different uh, moods. Like, there's apparently a sitcom part of it. Yeah. (laughs) And with time period. And then it goes back to the normal world of Marvel. What? 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 What the hell? What happens? How do they get there? It's so bizarre. And, oh my gosh. I can't remember if this was Joe Russo or somebody talking. Like, he got asked a question. The Russo brothers, like... What happened to Vision after, like, like well, what died. happened to his body or something, right? Because like, he died, died. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he didn't like just get snapped away and sure snapped died. back. Like, he was removed. Right. But it's also like, well, he's kind of like an androidy robot sort of thing. So, what happens with that? And now we see that he's back. So, obviously, something happened between Infinity War and whatever is going on in WandaVision. Um, so some people are like, it might be like Wanda, like having delusions or she, you know, she's kind of like a mind bender. They kind of forget about that fact they, they in the movie. They completely forget about it. So like, maybe they're bringing that back. In the back. comics, she has like a weird power set yeah, that involves yeah. like probability or something. I don't really quite understand it, but apparently she's able to like alter things. Yeah. But in the movies, it kind of boils down to red blast. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, they were like, hey, you remember that thing she did in Age of Ultron? And she also had an accent. Both of those things are gone. <laughs> so that could be it. I've also heard that it takes place in the aftermath of uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So hmm. something might happen yeah. there. Yeah, I don't know. See, somehow yeah. takes them to I Love Lucy World. I don't know if it is like after or if it segues into, because I'm forgetting the timeline now and shame it's on like me. It's like 2021, I think. Yeah. So either way, but I do like that they are linking the TV shows with the movies because I do like that. I mean, it's going to be a time commitment. Like you know, they're asking <laughs> not for, a for lot me. I can watch it all day. <laughs> but you know, I, I it's kind of like Marvel. Like at first, didn't give a crap about like if Luke Cage or um, Daredevil or even the other shows like the. Fox shows or whatever, like yeah. mixed with the movies, they were kind of like separate. Yeah, universes. they were definitely separate. Uh, so now, you know, they're kind of marrying the two. And I've always wondered. It's like, well, if people don't watch the TV show, how are they going to understand the movie, or will they find a way to make sure they're still mm-hmm. like independent of one another? So that's what I'm also looking forward to. It'll be like a, a balance, like to yeah. kind of make it so you can enjoy it on its own terms, but also if you have to see the Doctor Strange thing to get mm-hmm. what's going on. I mean, it's a risk, but so far they, they've done a great job of towing yeah. the line. And the, the main thing that I like is that I, I like that they're willing to get weird. Exactly. Like, I like yeah. that they're willing to – this does not seem – I mean, because part of me is like, okay, it, it's corporate indulgence. It's we're going to just make superheroes over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if you do weird stuff with it, I guess you get away with it. Yeah, like, do some exploring. Yeah. I am willing to watch this. Like, Loki's going to be a time-traveling romp thing, too. Yeah. 
So, like, yeah, I appreciate that they're going to spend serious money on and they're going to seriously promote things that are strange. Exactly. Which yeah. I think distinguishes them from something like Warner Brothers, who which has kind of just like done the Wonder Woman, the Aquaman, right, the Batman, the right, Superman, and right, just kind of not straight right. too and far even, from And even path. though, even like the CW shows, you know, Supergirl, Arrow, mm-hmm. Black Lightning, they all are sort of formulaic. And they're also long-running shows, just kind yes. of like the normal. These are limited series, so I think that... So far as we know, do, do, are we sure they're not going to, like, continue? You know what? I really... I think that if they have a tie to the other movies, they probably will be kind of self-contained but i wouldn't like a loki series too i would obviously i would love to see that so much i think uh limited is the way to go that makes yeah, the most sense yeah. to me like because you because like again like if if you're gonna run long you have to like get a little formulaic or have mm-hmm. a really good plan yeah. that's a long lasting yeah. and i think limited makes the most sense yeah well i guess it's like let's you know let's take this first step and see where things yeah. go do we want more or not <laughs> so, so basically disney you know is trying to take over the world but i'm letting them do it because they're entertaining me um any other questions or comments for me before we sign off mia i don't well you know i'm going on vacation next week it's to true. germany well, so week. okay yeah oh, germany yeah oh, i wow, am exciting. so for two weeks unless i like happen to skype in or something i won't be physically here so it'll be a while before you and i are in the completed <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's gonna be like october like oh wow look at this but it will happen it will and we will keep going on we'll find a replacement josh hill or you know bring kayla back or something like that um <laughs> We won't do that. Uh, Anyway, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll be back next week live uh, Wednesday at 4 p.m. Have a lovely day. Bye. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.